guys, this is the Virtuoso Diana Prazo, and you are listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Hi, this is Steve Macklin, and you're listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Sealed of Approved, Counted Out with Mike and Tyler, brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade and Iced Tea. Hard Mike. No, we're not. You're not. We're not calling you Hard Mike from now on. That is not how. You can be Mojito Mike. (laughs) It's not going to be Mike's Hard. I'll tell you that uh already gone off the rails 30 seconds in my name is tyler and i am joined by for hard one mike. week only hard mike <laughs> Fuck. oh man how are you i guess you've been taking your blue chew then yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck man we're the only podcast in the world that doesn't have them as a sponsor yeah no right? shit you know and we were in the top 50 of I, wrestling podcasts in canada thank you very much to everybody that did that and uh, before we get into anything here, thank you to everybody that's been subscribing to the YouTube page. We greatly appreciate that. If you have not done that, please go check out. We are running a contest right now that we'll announce the winners for probably in the next week or two. Sure. Uh, we're giving away two tickets to the next Destiny Wrestling show. That's Icons 3. Yes. Icons 3, the b- 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 Bullet Club in full force. Trent Seven's going to be there. The oh, Rascals. Yeah, well, the Bullet Club versus the Rascals. Yeah. Same and that's uh, the Reunited Rascals. Yeah. Three of the four members there. That's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, and we're going to do another giveaway immediately after that yep. for the next Barry Wrestling show as well. I've got a... Uh, they're they're pulling out all the stops for the next Barry Wrestling show. Steel Cage main event oh with uh, El Diablo Gabriel Fuerza versus Reverso, and I've got a autographed eight by ten event um, match graphic, I guess, signed by both men heading into the main event. Yep. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to be uh, starting that giveaway shortly as well. Uh, somewhere in the annals of our thing, we I'm pretty sure we have a. Uh... A former Impact Champion, Josh Alexander, uh, autographed to give away at some point. We've but, got a lot of work. Yeah. This is going to be the summer of giveaways. And mm-hmm. uh, now that my schedule will be opening up again soon, as uh, I've made some big life changes. You have? You, are we telling people? Yeah, you, you know, yeah. Well, let's peel it back. Why not, man? We've been doing this for three years, and I consider all of our listeners to be kind of like family at this point. Uh, I have decided we're, to we're leave. pregnant. Yeah, we're at uh, this our wholesome home behind us. Uh, uh, I've decided to leave the restaurant industry. Um, well, a, let's in a let, full time. Let's, let's be honest. Both you and I have decided to leave the restaurant industry years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. But so, it's happening for you. You put I, in your fucking notice. I put in my notice. I'll be finishing up at now. My restaurant. Let's be honest. At your restaurant, you'll probably do some serving, some bartending, some here and there. Yeah, of course. So you're not completely out yet. But as a full time employee of a manager. restaurant, as a man, as, as a full time employee of a restaurant for yeah. the first time in 20 years of my life, I'm nervous. I'm terrified, but uh, I seem to be doing very well at the new career, and we're going to hope to continue to do very well. Otherwise, well, uh, I'm both proud and envious of you because I'm on I'm on my track too, and hopefully, well, in the next there. six months, I'll be there too. So, yeah, absolutely, it's part of the dream. The other part of the dream is you guys subscribing to this show. Yeah, do over it and over and over so we can get some pay, baby. Yeah, then I can not ever work again. Exactly. Um, because I only fans. <laughs> I thought about it. We did. We did. <laughs> we did try out count it out after dark and, yeah, and Windsor. Not go well. Um. Uh. Before we get into the show, man, I am. I am tired. I just had two straight days. I, I gave my uh my wife a bit of a break, and I took the kids. And holy fuck, I am. I am dying. This is off the heels, and I'll talk about this in a second. This is off the heels of uh, of going to rebellion, uh-huh. and then came straight home. My wife leaves. Got the kids for two days, and uh, so anyway, I just want to give you a quick story of why. What it's like when I'm with them. I don't know why this doesn't happen to my wife. This shit only happens oh, to me. She's the best. You know? So today it's, it's lunchtime. Um, I took Finn out of school today. Uh, he stayed home with me for several reasons. But uh, 
at lunchtime today, I already had the baby dumper nap. I'm feeling one thing's successful happening, so that's great. I'm giving him his lunch. He's sitting there having his lunch. He goes, uh-oh, and he jumps up, and he runs. and says, what's going on? He goes, got to pee. All right. He runs to the bathroom. He comes back very sheepishly with no pants on. Classic. And he, and he says, I'm sorry, Daddy. I, I, I didn't make it on time. I had an accident. I said, okay, you got it in your pants? He said, I got my pants. I said, where are the pants at? He goes, in the laundry. I'm like, okay, cool. Finish lunch and blah, blah, blah. What he didn't tell me is that, yeah, he got a little bit of pee on his pants and the rust was all over the fucking floor. <laughs> all right. There was a massive, massive puddle of urine on my bathroom floor that he did not tell me about. <laughs> a few seconds later, a few minutes later, he goes, uh-oh, gets up, starts running. I said, what's going on? He goes, got to poop. I'm like, oh. He runs to the bathroom, gets in, slips in the pee, down he goes. Oh, no. Before you know it, I'm cleaning piss and shit off of the floor, off of the child. Off you. Oh, man, it was a fucking mess. So that was my day. <laughs> that is... I may not have worked a 17-hour day, bud, but you probably didn't clean up piss and shit off anything. I did so... not. I did not. I... I did not, but I am also very tired. This is my third marathon day in a row. Mm-hmm. I worked a 12-hour day Sunday while you were enjoying Rebellion. Yes, sir. And I just finished back-to-back 17-hour work days with a wake-up time of 6 a.m. And as we are recording this, it's <laughs> it 11.30, and I am an hour yeah. away from home, and we so, have about 40 minutes to go here. So let's do this. We'll get right into it. Speaking of Rebellion, I want to thank my good friend and listener of the show, Jeff DeHan, yeah. for uh, pretty much last minute uh, joining me. Um, you were originally supposed to come with me. Uh, things just didn't work out. You had to work. Everything's good. Um, and I had decided I had three people in mind. If they weren't going to take the tickets, I was either not going or I was just going along. Uh, I didn't want to just take anybody. You know what I mean? I could have taken anybody in the wrestling community. Was anybody I could have offered it to. But these shows have become really special to me. So um, I knew Adam couldn't go. I knew Matt couldn't go. Jeff usually can't do this kind of stuff. His life is very hectic. I often take it at first. He's like, ah, oh, probably not. Thanks anyways, but probably not. He gets back to me eight hours later. He's like, I can't believe this. My wife said yes. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'll go. So we went, man, and uh, hit up some good barbecue on the way in. Uh, hit up the show. What a great show. Saw all the regulars. Uh, ran into our, our, our good friend slash frenemy, George McKay. Uh, always a good time seeing George. I will say, I I hate to say this publicly, but I will put George over. He did have a great interview with Chris Van Vliet. Uh, oh, fuck him. He did. Uh, not as great as yours, of course, Mike, but he, George did a, he had a fun chat with Van Vliet. I would recommend checking that out. Uh, but there you go, George. Work in. There you go, George. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so, so, saw George at the show. That was nice. Uh, ran into our good friend Reverso. I love uh, him. Saw, uh, got to shake hands with Channing Decker. Um, uh, few few of the other guys we see at Destiny all the time. You know, I I feel like one of those workers. Even though nobody knows who the fuck I am, if I see somebody, I'm shaking hands. I'm, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, shooting the Indies, whose name I still don't know. I don't think we got it when we we met. We finally <laughs> met him, but he yeah. was so busy we didn't I, actually. Get I just call him. I just call him shooting the Indies or not Brian. Those are my two names for him. Um, other than that, man, the show itself. Now, you watched the majority of it on pay per view. I watched, uh, I'd say about 60 to 70 percent of it. Yeah, I have a couple questions for you before I get into the part of the cards I like. How did it look on television, uh, visually yeah. or audio? Okay, let's start with visually because I know oh, it had to be awesome. Beautiful. That venue, yeah. Uh, um, go back to our interview just uh, this week with uh, Sammy Callahan. Are we throwing in on this week? You got started, yeah, sure, sure, throwing in, yeah. I, I, I was planning to do that, okay. So you've either are about to or have already listened to Sammy Callahan. We're gonna actually we're gonna play it right now, and then that way we we'll can come back from your great interview. By the way, Ben, we gotta start actually planning our shows out again. But <laughs> I know this has been the worst week for us. I know for planning out a show. Well, here's the thing: we used to never uh, put out interviews before the show, and now we've been doing that. We've been putting it on YouTube first and getting traction, and then putting it on the show. So this is this is a learning process for us. Um, anyways, uh, as you hear Sammy say, he, Sa- Sammy is not a fan of coming to Canada. He's been very vocal about that in past on shows like Chris Van Vliet. Um, but he loved Rebel. And you can tell why. It's such an amazing venue, such a cool venue. Uh, it looks cool in person. Uh, so it looks cool on television. Um, audio wise, I, I guarantee it didn't sound that great. The, the, no, it didn't. 
no, the, the crowd wasn't as hot. Well, hold on, wait. Nearly as hot as they were in Windsor, I'll tell before, you that. Before we get into your Rebellion breakdown a little bit, mm-hmm. let's hear from Sammy. Let's let's okay, throw let's to that, that because I'm going to forget to put it in if not. Okay. This is the worst organized week we've ever done on Counted <laughs> Out. But, uh, Mike, I will say before we throw to your interview here, I got to put you over, and I hate doing it. I know you do. I fucking hate it. It's much like you hate putting me over. Um, we've done a lot of media work with Impact Wrestling. We've yeah. done a lot of interviews. I think that this was your best solo interview. I gotta say I, that I you've ever I, done. I think I agree. It was. It was. This was a it, really great conversation. It's sort of funny to me that. Um, and well, now if you watch Rebellion, uh, Sammy Sammy left uh, um, the design, but at the time he was in the design. It's funny to me that my greatest and my worst interviews. We're both with design <laughs> design people, <laughs> and you got picked up. This this uh, interview got picked up. So Quite a couple a a couple yeah. of media sites there. Yeah. So congratulations, man! Great job. And uh, well, don't take my word for it. Why don't we just uh, listen to Mike talking to the draw, Sammy Callahan? All right, guys, I promised you, and here we are. Hopefully, this interview will be a thumbs up and not a thumbs down because this week, I promise you, we're bringing you the death machine himself we got impact wrestling's own sammy callahan sammy how are you doing bud yo i i am pleasantly surprised you actually had a good intro you got all the facts you got the death machine you got the sammy callahan so you know what i'm not going to give myself the golf clap you're getting the golf clap today look at that (laughs) i'm very pleased good way to start the interview to keep going with the information, we can see Sammy Callahan this Sunday in my backyard of Toronto. You're coming to for Rebellion this Sunday, uh, coming out of the Rebel Complex. Man, uh, listen, I've seen your interviews before on, on shows like Chris Van Wheat and stuff like that. I've heard the stuff you said about Canada. Rebellion's a big show, though. Are, are, are you psyched to come to Canada this time, at least? I actually am. We haven't been to Toronto. We haven't been to the Rebel in, since before COVID. It's been a couple yeah. of years. And the Rebel, it holds a dear place in my heart. It's it's a place for impact wrestling. I've had two match of the year winners at the end of the year. Yeah. And it's one of those places, it's a building like none of them. Like, there's screens above the ring. There's crazy lights. It's going to be packed. And I just saw a little rumor today on Twitter. It was sold out, but they were able to free up some space, add some tickets. So if you're in Canada... Hell, if you're not in Canada, you want to come to the show, there are limited tickets available, impactwrestling.com. See that? That is a good plug. I am interviews. You know, you just brought me right into my first question, because that shows right now you are a businessman. You are all impact, buddy. And that brings me into my first question. The first thing I really wanted to talk to you about is um, the people that love impact uh, the thing that we love about it, it, it keeps it keeps different. It keeps this revolving door wrestlers coming in and out. It keeps things fresh all the time. But they do keep a large handful of people that keeps impact what impact is. You're definitely one of those guys. You got you, you got Josh, you got Jordan Grace, guys that keep impact impact. Um, we call you unofficially, we call you the impact faithful. You've been there since 2017. You're one of the major reasons impact has had this turned face in the last few years and, and is putting out in my opinion the best product it ever has how important it is is it to you to be an integral part of impact's comeback story very much so uh sure i've been world champion I, I i've been match of the year moment of the year wrestler of the year for impact wrestling but being a part of impact wrestling and being one of the people that helped turn this company around being a part of that at the ground level that means more to me than any championship I could ever win on my resume because some people may have wanted to go to other companies. Some people may have wanted to go to Japan. Me growing up, I was a diehard TNA fan. I went to the the shows at the asylum. I drove four hours down from Ohio. Uh, It was was always TNA is where I wanted to go. TNA is where I wanted to go. And then getting a chance to come here when impact wrestling was without a lull. It was at a down period with the old regime and having the new regime come in and see the growth exponentially for the last five years is absolutely crazy. And being a part of that is one of the best things I could ever think of. Sammy, you're definitely one of the first names that comes up when we talk about some of the more hardcore matches and hardcore moments in Impact Wrestling history. You've had some of the hardest hitting and most exciting matches, especially of the last five years, uh, along with, you know, you know, you're up there with the names like, like Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Whether it's your own or not, do you have any go-to favorite hardcore matches from Impact? Absolutely. One of my favorite matches, not just an Impact, in wrestling history was it was a 
at the Impact Zone in Orlando. I think it was either the first or second lethal lockdown show. The whole entire event was inside the cage. AJ Styles versus Abyss. One of the craziest cage matches I've ever seen. Also, one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Then also, I think I'm 90% sure. Nope. was on a different show. It was actually on Turning Point. Uh, America's Most Wanted versus uh, SEX, Christopher Daniels and Elix Skipper. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you've seen that clip. And that's right. something that doesn't just live for a couple weeks. Like, I, I see in today's generation, like a GIF, GIF, a little clip of a, a wrestling thing might go viral, might get a vi- million views. But in two days, everyone forgets about it. That is something that not only for Impact Wrestling and TNA, but wrestling in general is burnt into yeah. people's minds and will go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And that's what impact wrestling does. It creates moments. And I think we create moments better than almost any wrestling company on the planet today. Agreed. I mean, we're still like, this is, you say what you want. Some people say it's a positive. Some people it's negative, but we still talk about your, um, your moment with the bat in Eddie Edwards face you know say what it is but it's still it's a moment that lives in history look for me and eddie i think it's one of i think it's one of the greatest moments in impact wrestling history hell we were on tmz we were on tmz sports it was something that i think at that point maybe it sucked a little bit that eddie edwards got his face smashed from a baseball bat but it was one of the best things that happened to impact wrestling at the time because it didn't matter if you're a wrestling fan overseas didn't matter if you're a wrestling fan in the united states and canada and mexico and japan Everyone in the wrestling world was talking about it. And I think it launched me and Eddie Edwards to that next level of professional wrestling. That's a moment no one can ever take away from us or impact wrestling. I could not agree with you more. Um, switching uh, topics here, man, you're, you're no stranger to stables uh, coming in in 2017 as the leader of Ohio versus everyone. Uh, this was one of the reasons. Everything. everything. It was in our promos. Everything. Thing. I actually took that from Terry Funk's old promo where he said forever a lot of times that. one of my favorite that. wrestlers of all time yeah you, you got to show thanks to the people that influenced you and Terry Funk was one of them now the, the role you're playing now in, in in the in the design is very different than what you were in OVE um lack of a better word not I'm not trying to disrespect you you're playing almost subservient to Cody Deaner at this point is this weird for you because you're not that guy you are you are a leader you are the guy you look you know people look at and you're you're your top draw you're the draw sammy callahan so is it weird for you to be playing this role right now behind cody i don't think it's weird i think it's storytelling yeah it's good about professional wrestling and professional wrestling is like nothing else on the planet as far as entertainment. It's melodrama. It's action. It's horror. It's everything you could ever think of in one thing. And I'm just saying, stick around and watch the story because Impact Wrestling, we tell stories. We 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 are one of the rare companies that we tell a story from start to finish. There's no ending it in the middle. There's no forgetting about it like it never happened. We tell yeah. stories to the best of our ability, and I think we do it better than anyone. Here at Canada, we call you the the murder mystery promotion, and we and we mean that with the most love because that's that's what that's what people get murdered. We've had multiple people murdered, sucked down to the undead realm, beheaded. Like things happen to Impact Wrestling. It gets dark. Not gonna lie. (laughs) Speaking of Diener, this show is broadcast out of Ontario, Canada. I literally spent the majority of my formative years watching Diener on the local indie scene. I grew up with Diener. He's a pretty damn big deal over here. Um, so for my listeners, do you have any cool stories about getting to know Diener backstage? Uh, one word. He's underrated. Like, I yeah. think it's one of those things. Diener, it doesn't matter. He can be a beloved comedy character, and he can be a hated cult leader. I think Cody Diener is one of the most underrated people in professional wrestling, not only on the mic, but in the ring. And I think it's one of those things, like, people are finally starting to see how talented he truly is. And he's a guy, I think, if the the right if, every, if all the planets align, he could be a huge star in professional wrestling. I think he's on the way to just that. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, speaking as a huge star, uh, you yourself is a, is a uh, you're a former uh, world champion right there in Impact. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And there's no way we as fans believe that you're anywhere close to being done with that title picture. Um, listen, this Sunday you're going to be really busy. Uh, your hands are going to be full with Santino, Dirty Dango, and Joe Hendry. Snake Bye. guy. You gotta watch out. I've been watching tape. I'll I'll bite a finger off if I have to. I've been watching tapes. (laughs) Straight up. 
I love that. With all that said and done, though, how close are you paying attention to Macklin versus Kushida? Uh, I'm always paying attention to whatever's happening on the show. Like, I watch the show from start to finish, and I'm always watching people. Hell, Steve Macklin is a guy that, you, you look at my promotion, the Wrestling Revolver, he's the world champion. He's a guy that I, I, I've i had good times and bad times with. You've seen that at Impact Wrestling. But he's a guy, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion, I think he's one of the best things going right now. And I think people I, I are agree. finally starting to see that. And I, I would not be surprised if he becomes Impact Wrestling World Champion this Sunday at Rebellion, the Rebel in Toronto, live on pay-per-view. Look at that. I, do, right I do not need to ask you your, my next two questions because you answered that. I, I was asking who the right person coming out of this match was. I think Kashida's right great. Kashida's one yeah. of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. But I think right now is Macklin's time. I think he's hungry. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's ready to show the world that, look, some other companies may have not known what they had, but right now I'm one of the greatest professional wrestlers walking this planet today. He's got my vote. Like, hell, like, he doesn't miss. You put him in any situation, he is a bad son of a bitch. Like, he, he, he's not afraid to get a little rough, a little hardcore. Hell, he's not afraid to trade blows with the best. Like, Steve Macklin is the epitome of consistent and versatile professional wrestling, and he's everything that I love about professional wrestling in a wrestler. I mean, truthfully, I really hope we finally, we one day get that Macklin versus Josh match. Uh, you know, uh, th that, they've been teasing us. Yeah. One, one day we will get that. I think that's going to be a banger. What also will be a banger will be, will be the eventual Macklin versus Callahan match. Look, we went, we, we over this, this past summer, we got a little crazy. Like yeah. Steve Macklin's a guy I, I'd get in the ring with every night of the week and we beat the piss out of each other. And I, I, I do it with a smile on my face. He is a guy that I want to see succeed because he is good for professional wrestling. He is good for this business. He is good for everything our generation of professional wrestlers are trying to be. Now we're going to get a, re a little real right here, uh, getting close to the end. Um, our official Impact correspondent, Adam Contant, sent me in this question specifically for you, being a veteran and being somebody that a lot of people respect. There's an issue, apparently, in the wrestling community right now, be it the indies or not, involving new uh, newcomers and new hands, uh, young, young generation stars, coming in and asking for pictures and whatnot with the vets they meet at the show. Some vets seem that this is highly disrespectful. Well, others the fact that this is even an argument is stupid. Like, okay. look, if you want to take a picture of someone, take a picture of someone. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Like, yeah. hell, if Terry Funk was on a show, I'm taking a picture yes. of Terry Funk. And it's one of those things, like, I think that's why Impact Wrestling right now is so special. Because in our locker room, that shit doesn't happen. There's not yeah. this animosity of people fighting with each other of who can take pictures and what. All we're worried about is having the best show every week and having the best pay-per-views of professional wrestling. And we continue to do that, not just one person, but as a damn team. And this is why I was asked to ask you, nobody is as honest as the draw Sammy Callahan. We love the honesty here on this show. And thank you for that. This is what people need to hear. This is people need to, to learn how to let go of the bullshit, right? S stop hanging on to your preconceived notions of what wrestling should be and go have fun with it. Just have fun. Professional wrestling is supposed to be fun at the end of the day. It's supposed to make you feel like there is zero reason for the animosity between fans, the animosity between wrestlers. Everyone work together and have a great time. And that's what we do here at Impact Wrestling. Now, before I let you go, there's a question I got to ask you. It's a thumbs, a thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll just do it one. I'll just do it one question. I'll give you two options. Give me the thumbs up on one, thumbs up on the other one. Right here on this show, my partner and I are both massive, major fans, diehard fans of a certain Cincinnati football team. That's my team, bro. You don't, you don't even want to see I my meant, house. I meant to say Ohio, so I buried the lead. I want because I know you're from Ohio. Yeah. I, want I hate the Cleveland Browns. I don't. I don't mess with the Browns. I'm the, look. I'm gonna turn my thing. You'll be able to see just Bengals memorabilia uh, everywhere. Bengals favorite. Bengals. Bengals. We're diehard Bengals fans over here. We don't have a Canadian football team. So we I had season Canadian. tickets last year. It was a great time. The Bengals, I've been a diehard Bengals fan since I was in diapers. Yeah. Like, and to see them having the success they have, Cincinnati Bengals kind of feel like impact wrestling. They may have been counted down and out, but now they are showing the world right. exactly how dangerous they can be. 
Man, if I needed a reason to like Sam McAllahan even more, he's a Bengals fan. I, I don't know why I'm even surprised. There's no way this guy could have been a Browns fan. Uh, Sammy, thank you so much for being here, man. Uh, we are going to see you this coming Sunday. Do you have this Sunday? Today? Yeah. If you want tickets, we have a few left. Go to impactwrestling.com, snatch them up. If you can't be at the show this weekend in Toronto, watch it on pay-per-view. It's not hard. Like you don't have to go this way provider pick up a box. You, you click a button, you can watch it. It's, it's extremely simple. Techno technology <laughs> is great. But this Sunday, live on pay-per-view from the Rebel in Toronto, Canada. Everyone tune in to Impact Wrestling presents Rebellion. And I guarantee you will have a great time. On behalf of Counted Out, we have been counted out. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, Sammy. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Dude, I'm telling you, that was fucking awesome. Well, man. I, I think I think cheers, I learned. I think, thank, thank you, sir. I think I learned right away. You want a good interview with Sammy? Give him a good intro. Yeah, and it's funny because we we joke off air a lot. Your intros, you always say that you're nervous and you 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 think that you ramble in your I, intros. So I pop so hard when I'll pull the curtain back on count it out a little bit here. I think the first thing I text you once I, the, the zoom account that we use is under my email address. Yeah. So I get, and I do all the editing. So I get all the stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was at work doing some paperwork and, and I got the notification. So I was like, I'm listening to this in my office. So I do it. Yeah. And the first thing Sammy Callahan does is put you over for your intro. I was just dying. I was like, yeah. Let's go. I was very happy with that and uh, happy with the interview all around. Great I hope interview. you guys enjoyed it. Um, Sammy, of course, was at Rebellion this past Sunday. Uh, turned uh, as anybody, you know, tonight, tonight's list, by the way, is the most unpredictable. Let's call them swerves in, in wrestling. Um, that what happened with Sammy this weekend will not be on my list. No, no, <laughs> not unpredictable in the least. Um, to be perfectly honest, I'm glad this story is on its way to an end because it, it, I just wasn't, I think and nobody was really buying this. Yeah, but you know so, what, though? I think it's a great chapter one, like he said in the interview. One thousand story, right? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe nobody bought that he was in the design, but I think this is where the real story yeah. lays out now, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too, but it was a fun match. I see Santino in the ring. I don't know if you realize this. Um, I got to see Santino in the ring. Um, it was his first time in the ring in nine years. It well, was, first time on TV in nine. He ha he's fought a couple little matches here and there, but first time in TV biggest, in, yeah. in nine years. Um, but the the date I saw him was April sixteenth. You know what else happened on April April sixteenth, two thousand and seven, the Miracle in Milan. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the pay-per-view back because uh, obviously I was there live, so I didn't hear the commentary. I really hope they put that over. I'm not they, sure. If they did. They referenced it without referencing it. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not. Impact's never been above talking about WWE. Yeah, but like they, that, they so. did it in the right type of way. Yeah. Like, you can't flat out be like the Milan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but they did it in a good way, from what I remember. Good. Uh, fun match. Super fun match. Yeah. Uh, Santino goes over. A um, uh, friend of uh, Destiny Wrestling, Harry D, got, uh, was in there as the referee. Took a great ref bump. Uh, so that was a fun match. Um, anything on TV stick out to you? Match wise, the, uh, spot wise, the women's match I thought was really good. The the main event, the main event, yeah. and I'm really glad that they closed with that. It surprised me when they, you know, uh, we we were about to go. They just ended the Hardcore War, and then they started playing the promo package for for the uh, championship match. And right away, I wasn't a fan of the idea because I feel, and I truly believe this, in Windsor um, at Sacrifice. The main event was victim to being right after the Tommy versus Bully match. The crowd was fucking burnt out. They didn't have anything left, and that's why. And, and we left that show with you saying, "I don't think I, I don't think the crowd's going to buy Macklin." And I, 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 I'm still in disagreement with you. But that night. Macklin didn't get over because nobody got over. Yeah. Well, and he got over better the second night. The second night, he. Used but you're right. Of, he he did use a lot of cheap heat and shit like that. And, and, he, and whatever. But you're right. He had the dead spot though. Like he so, he was the first entrance out of the six man tag right after yeah. that wild brawl. And his entrance is very unique too, where I yeah. don't think a lot of people realize that 
the entrance was starting yet. Yeah. Like, because it came off the video package and all the lights were down and all of a yeah. sudden he was there. Yeah. So I don't think people were ready for that. So when they're they're doing this package right after a Bully Ray Tommy match again, I'm like, oh, fuck. We're going to do it thematically again. With that said, uh, the crowd was a little bit better this time than they were in Windsor. They weren't dead. Macklin winning the title in this spot, not in the main event. Um, if he was going to win, which he obviously did, I feel like it should have been the crowning moment for him uh, at the end of the show. I think also with the angle that they shot, I think that's a stronger close to the show Yeah, than Deanna winning. But with that said, Deanna winning, you said this over text with me, and I can't agree with you more. If they want to make this title, this knockouts title, 100% equal to the men, to, to, to the men's title, this is the way you do it. And on, this on is top the way of that, too, though, and, and I think this is where uh, their thinking might be as well. Like, Deanna is a very established star in Impact Wrestling. But? But when you lose Mickey James and you lose Josh Alexander. And you possibly want, lose Jordan Grace right now. And yet we don't know. Jordan did work the tapings the next did night. You? She worked the next night's tapings. Uh, and and she set up angles for the future, okay. so it does look like she'll be sticking around for a little while, right. at least. Yeah. But you want to end that night making a new star and pushing Deanna to a higher level. I'm not saying new star because she's always been a star. Yeah, but, but it elevates her but, to a higher level. Listen, I, you you want to talk about because right now they need to face the company. Josh is gone. Mickey's gone. Mickey's gone. They need to face the company. Um, while you don't believe that that, that Macklin um, could be that person quite yet. Yes. At this moment. At this moment. And I'm not 100% agreeing with you, but let's say I did agree with you. It doesn't matter because they don't, Macklin's not the face of the company right now. Deanna fucking Perrazzo is. She left there stronger than hell. It's obvious to me they're going to be, I, I don't know if they put this, uh, she had a big passionate speech at the end of the show. No, they, did they didn't put it on TV. Okay. I have it completely taped on my phone just in case they didn't put it on TV. Well, we should put that on our Where, YouTube page. I'm sure I'll do that. At count up seven, subscribe. Where she, where she, uh, <laughs> um, basically she flat out talked about how her and Macklin are going home with gold. Like she broke the fourth wall, talked about her, her husband. That's the first time they've done that. Too. What talked about their relationship? Oh, talked about the relationship. Yeah, on the camera. Yes, uh, I thought you meant husband and wife being uh, champions. This no, is actually third, the third time. time. Yeah, um, but. Uh, with, with with her kind of breaking those walls, there's a lot of pictures that leaked out of them posing together. So I think this is going to be a thing. You think so? I think so. Which I'm not against. Usually yeah. I would be against that kind of thing, but I think it's going to work in the in this environment. We'll see how it goes. Um, I think that there was more money. Not money, but I, I think I really like the idea of Macklin losing the title. Like not winning this match. Yeah. Losing to Kushida. Because for two reasons. Number one, I think putting the belt on Kushida. Can we agree Kushida would be nothing more than the transitional champion. 100%. Okay. But I think it gives the belt a lot of credibility with its lineage. Uh, a world traveled athlete like Kushida, sure. who's been over everywhere, a uh, big Japanese star, gives a little I, bit of a shine to the belt. Can Am trained wrestler, right? Winning in Toronto. But and, and his history with New Japan, it yeah. gives some good shine to the belt. Yeah. Uh, I also like the idea of Macklin taking this loss and him turning into an obsessed psychopath yes who would go on a tear for the next eight months yeah and not just beating people but like hurting people you know what i mean well exactly and and making him this threat because i think that there's maybe more money in in macklin in that way than the macklin that we're getting now now, that being said, when I say this, this takes nothing away from Steve Macklin. Mm-hmm. I do think that this guy is a fucking star. I do he think, will be the face of this company. I do think that that the future is his to take. Yes. I just feel like it's just something is just a little off right well, now with it. I've said this before, just because you're just you're the title holder doesn't mean you're the man. I think having the title can push him towards being the man. So no. we'll see. Now, in hindsight, being 2020, I think I would have rebooked the pay per view a little yeah. bit. I would have put Macklin and Dion uh, Macklin on last. Yeah. I would not have brought Nick Aldis out for commentating, though. 
I would have made I that. I haven't listened to his commentary, so I don't know where they're going with this. He did get up and, and get in, in yeah. Macklin's face. I would have had that um, his debut. I would have had closed the show. Guesses are we'll probably see Macklin and Aldis at Slammiversary. I would say probably. Yeah. Or even Bound for Glory if they want to. Or both. You know what I mean? Depends on how yeah. they stretch it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what kind of contract Aldis has. Um or even emergence, they're coming back to Rebel uh, in uh, in August for emergence. Um, I, I don't want to spend too much time here because we have a lot of ground yeah, to cover yeah. tonight. Um, highlights for me: uh, the X Division uh, Championship match between uh, Gresham, uh, Speedball, and Trey was fantastic. Shocking, yeah, right. <laughs> Damn, fucking fantastic match. Um, I got to witness my first Ultimate X match. Yeah, that's um, cool. 100%, I was of that. Definitely not the best Ultimate ma- X match I've ever it's seen, still, but good. it was still a good, a really, really good Ultimate X match. But it's the guns in the Bullet Club. What, what do you expect? Um, Eddie, Eddie and uh, PCO was fun. It, that, that's that's all I can say about that. It, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I like both those guys. I like seeing them do what they do live. Um, PCO, it was disgusting, dude. He knocked his shoulder out of socket. And you, like you could see it, like just fucking hanging there. He's not human, and it was disgusting. Um, any anything you saw on TV that really stands out to you? I was at work, so yeah. I can't. You know, I was watching it, but not watching it. But I just thought it was a good great, great show all around. I, I give it a good seven point five to eight to, to eight out of ten. Yeah, and uh, was really, really good. Um, really quickly, uh, the day before I was there, you were in Barry. That's right. Uh, doing your thing. Uh, tell us about that. Oh, man. I got to say, there's really something special brewing in Barry right now. Uh, We've been saying that for three years. Yeah, but, but no, it's like <laughs> you can really, like you can feel it in the crowd. I was, um, when I was in the ring, getting ready to announce the first match, which was Alexi Nicole yeah. against Johnny DeLuca. Yeah. Uh, and they were doing the IWTV, like, you know, Diamond Jim hit the cue. Hey, you know, uh, we're going to hand TCO. They call me TCO and Barry. We're going to hand TCO the mic, and he's going to get in the ring, and we want you guys to get loud because as soon as you hear Alexia's music play, we're going to be on IWTV, right? And and that place started rocking to the point that I could not hear when they started Alexia's music, Yeah, and I could not hear myself announce Alexia. That's amazing. It was, it was really cool. Uh, Steel Cage match next month. I actually... Got to do a segment. You mentioned a name earlier. You saw Rebellion was Reverso. Yeah. Well, I got to do an in-ring segment with him in Fuerza, which was super cool. You got your mean gene on. I did not know I was doing that, by the way. That yeah. was a little stressful for me. Um, the when when we were talking about the show or whatever, the only segment that I didn't know about was the contract signing. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know all I asked was was Sean is do you want me in the ring or out of the ring? And he said, Oh, you know, we'll figure it all out. Well, figuring it all out was me stumbling into one of the boys in the back going, hey, where do you want me? This is that intermission. And they're yeah. like, oh, uh, I think Sean's going to be doing it in the ring. Nope, Sean's not doing it. <laughs> okay, well, we're not going to cut a promo. You're going to do the whole thing. <laughs> and so it was so much fun, though, man. The, these guys were fantastic. The crowd heat was there for it. It was a really strong segment. Hopefully, I didn't bring it down. I think I did all right, but... I can't um, wait to see it on IWTV this week or the, uh, in the next few days. Uh, John's usually, usually pretty fast. They're pretty quick with it, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, You can learn something, Emilio. <laughs> uh, I also made my commentary debut, kind of. Cause, uh, that's Puff, right. Pop and Ricky cause chaos. You and our girl, Shelly. Me and Shelly, and then me and uh, Mike Jeffries. I don't know if they're going to keep it all in or not, but uh, who knows? That was just a lot of fun. It was such a fun time. I am having such a great time in Barry Wrestling. I can't it's, wait to get back. It's been a year since I've been there. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, you're when you get back, Mike. The energy that you're gonna feel and the vibes and the family vibe, like it's. Just, I got, I got, I got to earn my way back in, man. I, I mean, nah, I've been a ghost over there. You're still in. They. The the only good thing is I keep running into these guys and, and other shows and stuff, but I haven't been running into the core guys. I haven't seen Alexia in forever. I haven't seen uh, Fuerza. In, no, we saw them at Destiny, Destiny but that's, that's still two months ago. months ago. That's two months ah. ago. You're fine. But uh, I mean, I, 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 I remember last time I saw Puff, you know? I yeah, because really, oh, you missed him at Destiny last that's time, right. too. So, anyways, let's uh, let, let's do some things here. Yeah, Mike, okay. this is your show. I didn't plan any of it, so I'm gonna. I have a. I'm gonna knock one thing off my list. We're gonna do that next week because we, we're gonna get a time here. What is it? Um, I, I had a uh, like a hypothetical thing right. that I want to talk about, but we'll do it next week. I want to know what it was. I want to talk. I have two uh, discussion points because I want to get your opinion on a couple things. All let's, right, let's start off with um, the draft. 
And I'm not talking about the WWE draft. Okay. Let's talk about some rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor has the it. AEW is going to split up, uh, do it, pull the WWE. That's stupid. And okay. We can agree on that. All right. But I want to, I, I want to get your opinion on this. If you believe the rumors, uh, uh, as Conrad would say, the rumor innuendo, the rumors state that the reason they're doing this is they're going to have one show for Punk and his buddies and one show for the lead of his buddies. If you're running a successful business, is this the way you fucking do it? Is, yeah. it, it, is this the way, you know, a successful multi-million dollar company should be run by, by, by taking two babies who can't get along with them on two different You know what, though? Say. From what I've heard, Punk is willing to come in and do business. That's the rumors that I've been reading. Yep. Um, you know, but maybe he's willing to do business because he knows he'll be on his own show. I heard he wants to come in and work with everybody. He, mm-hmm. he, him and Jericho. He wants to do him and Jericho and him and the elite. Like, of course he wants to do him, Jerry. He was just talking shit about Jericho all over fucking the 100%. internet. But yeah. Jericho, here's here's the thing though. Jericho is the fucking. He's the man of the business. Yeah. Jericho is like whatever. I don't need to like you to work with you. No. And him and Punk, they'll draw money. Hundred percent. If there is a problem, now we're going to talk hypothetical. We don't know. No, we're not back there. No. I don't know what's happening. But if the rumors that you read on the internet are true, and it's the Bucks pulling a hissy fit, okay. you're fucking executive vice presidents of this company. You guys are trying to fucking sell out Wembley Stadium, or at least draw Wembley Stadium. They won't sell it out because like WWE doesn't sell out Wembley Stadium. These guys won't. But they'll draw a good number. Yeah, I guarantee. I bet you they put at least forty thousand in there. If I'm, uh, if I'm told, you know, they're going to draw Wembley one hundred percent. Yeah, they may not sell out. No, they won't sell out. But they'll draw forty, fifty thousand. Yeah, agree, hundred it, percent. It'll be will. one of, if not their that's, biggest show. That's a hungry market, yeah. and and they love AW over there. But if I'm the Young Bucks, and I'm all about the business, the AW, I love AW. We started this. Yeah, grow the fuck up, guys. And if this is true, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm taking away their positions. I'm I am. Not, I, I'm. I'm firing them from. from if I'm office, Tony Khan, I'm fucking sitting them all down and going, guys, you're adults. You I got it. You I had can. a little fucking hissy fit fight, man. Yeah. You know, you never punched your buddy in the face before and had a beer later. Like, well, they're not buddies. Doesn't matter. You never but, punched no, somebody no, in the face. That's and, the, and not have beer with him later. I wouldn't have beer with fucking punk if you said if you if you fucking paid me. Well, he wouldn't have a beer with well, you because he's straight edge. You know. You know what I mean, though. Punk's a piece of fucking shit. I I wouldn't give him the fucking time of day. But you do but business you with them. I would do business with them. Right. You think I like all my employees? Yeah. I have. Oh fuck. I have employees. <laughs> if you, you, you fuck the minute I'm not working there, I'd go out of my way to break their fucking legs. But it's business, man. It's business. Do business. Um. Yeah. I. I just think too. Like Wembley Stadium's got to be the priority of everybody. Um. I, I we'll talk next week more about Wembley Stadium. If I remember, I'd like to do a. Uh, a little fun hypothetical. What matches you think would draw yeah. for Wembley? I we we kind of talked about this not long ago, and uh, I've had some time to think about it. So, um, Going from one thing uh, like the draft that you don't care about to yeah. something else you don't care about. Oh. Let's talk about money in the bank for a minute. I know who I want to win. Okay. Stop for I a second. Actually... Stop for a second, because I have two ideas. Right. I want to see if they match yours. Okay. Um, but have you heard Triple H's idea? No. And I don't like it. What is it? Because it's the same old bullshit over, oh, and, LA over Knight? and over. L.A. Night. Yeah, that's awful. I like L.A. Night. No. But there's no... I, but I do. I like L.A. Night. But there's no difference between him now and Baron Corbin. Um, who was the last guy? Austin Theory. It, it, it's going to be the same old bullshit over and over again. L.A. Knight, no one looks at him like a world champion. I'm going to tell you right now, there's only two men, two, in the whole company that you can put on for this. And, and, and I'm not just saying two men that you could just throw it on. Because that's what they've been doing. They've just been throwing it on. If you, I think this is the final attempt. I think this is the final attempt to save this fucking concept. I think that there's only one guy that people will actually be like, wow, this is awesome. I got two. You got my first one is Cody. No, Uh, I I, I think Cody could save this concept. I think I think it kills Cody. See, and I don't. And I'll tell you why. This is what I want. You're going to cash it in nobly. No, this is what I want. Opposite, sort of. What I want him to do is keep fucking Roman on his toes. I want Roman thinking he's fucking. Even if Roman's not fucking wrestling that night, he's looking behind his behind his fucking shoulder every minute. Cody is st- 
stalking Roman with that fucking briefcase. I want Roman for the first time in three years to look scared. I don't want it. I don't I want do. it with Cody. I like it. I'll tell you why I don't want it with Cody because that's a Royal Rumble win and a Money in the Bank win for Cody. They're going to be pushing him down people's throats too hard. The money in Cody is as the underdog. If he's got the Money in the Bank briefcase, that's... he doesn't feel like an underdog. I don't know. I, I I I'm I'm for Cody. My other name might match yours. We'll see. Like it's going Logan Paul. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Yeah, you put money on the bank on Logan fucking Paul, right? And he's the only person I think that. Breathes. But here's the question, though: Do you put the strap on him? Doesn't matter. You let him but, hold. But the, yes, it, you know what you do. The thing is, you, doesn't matter wait. because they 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 wasted do. it so many times. That... But you you have him put the strap now. Okay, I'm gonna kind of book on the fly here. There's two ways that I would go about it. Neither one of them involve him taking the belt off Roman, though. Yeah. Cody has to beat Roman. Yeah. Now, you can... Oh, and, and then Logan Paul takes it off Cody. Yes. Okay. But you can cool spin that. that. You can spin that and have Cody have his moment and Logan take it away right away. Yeah. Or you can have Logan take it away a couple Ooh, months down the road. Fucking heat on that, man. Right? There'd be so much heat on that. You got to be love... careful, though, because if you put the belt on Cody and take it away that second, People it, are gonna turn. it might just be like, okay, yeah. Cody, like, too much yeah. or it might elevate cody even more too i don't know how that would work yeah but i think logan paul cashing in on cody is big fucking money i i have to agree in with the you. bank yeah and like i said i could go either way with that but uh if it's not I'm... logan paul i don't give a <laughs> shit about money in the bank i don't care about it because i don't want anyone to beat roman for it because i think it just totally destroys his title reign if somebody cashes in on roman and I don't give a fuck about enough people to think that they should be the champion. So that's my that's my take on Money in the Bank. Can the concept be safe, even with Logan Paul? Yes, but only with Logan Paul. That's the only way that they can do it. But I think they got to get rid of it soon. Um, does it change if they... Uh, I thought they were going to do it this year. I guess not. Could it save the concept if they scrap the pay-per-view and put it back on Mania? I mean, it's still the same concept, just at a different show. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was more special than me. You know what they need to do? They need to let a woman hold it for more than 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Agreed. Agreed. We didn't even talk about that. Do you have any women in mind who should, who should be winning it? Um, no. I know she's already done it, but uh, I was thinking maybe Asuka. I mean. Yeah. You can go we'll Liv Morgan, maybe. Yeah. Um, Ronda would be kind of cool, I guess, because it's, you know, Ronda's a star. You know, it would be fi- freaking cool because I'm, I'm liking what they're doing with her. Can you imagine Trish Stratus winning it? That would be great. I, I love the fact that they're not just using her for, and I, I love the line she used, I'm not a nostalgia act. I'm the greatest of all time. I heard. I fucking love this feel. Our she's friend doing. Steve Bourne was telling me that the rumors are now that she's going to work Becky at Backlash. Yeah. Lita or Lita Backlash, Becky, and then Bianca at SummerSlam. She looks great. She's she hasn't missed a beat. Why not? Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I got one little thing for you before we uh, move on to the list. We're right. almost there. You're a tag team guy. Uh, We're, I, I like to think so. You, you like your tag teams. We're getting close. Just... Even though I haven't been on the product, I have not been watching the product for the last six months, but we are getting close to the annual Crockett Cup in the NWA. So what? I have that's still a thing. The NWA is still a thing. Shut up. So so here's here's my 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 trivia question for you. In history, there's only been five winners of the Crockett Cup. Who are they? Um the Road Warriors. One. Dusty and Nikita. Two. Who won the third one? Uh, I feel like Luger, no, Luger and Tully lost Dusty and Nikita. If it helps, the year would be 1988. Yeah, I know that. I just can't picture the team. Dusty and Nikita won the second one. Road Warriors won the first one. 88 was Sting and Luger. <laughs> Sting and Good Luger job. won it. And then are we in the new NWA? Now we now? jump all the way to 2019. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't I, know I anything don't. about it. I know uh, PCO and 2019 was Brody King. PCO, PCO. And Brody King won yeah. it, and I couldn't tell you. And last year was the Briscoes. Briscoes won it. Yeah, I don't remember that. I got t-shirts. And everything. Well, I know you got t-shirts. I didn't know the Briscoes won. Yeah, hey, that's pretty good. I got one of the NWA ones. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm impressed. Now that all right, we'll do some lists. We yeah. we still do that here, right? Sometimes. Well, I mean, we're gonna see. You told me we, we're, we're, this isn't your finest work. Well, it is not my <laughs> finest work. Uh, we're, we're we're gonna do some swerves today. This is the most some of the most unpredictable moves um, that that uh, in wrestling they got fans. So it has to be like an angle, right? It's an okay, angle. It's not I, shoot I, stuff. I, there's no um, no no shoot stuff. So the 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 um, the what's it called the um, the screw job isn't in here okay. and stuff like that. No shoot stuff. Um, and there's no like match finishes unless it was part of the angle. Okay. There's no, you know, for example, um the streak ending. Thank to you. me isn't a swerve. It's not a fucking it's swerve. it's the end of the match, right? Um so l- l- let's start off hot here because I-, I don't think you're gonna like any of my list. Probably not. <laughs> I don't usually. So the criteria for this is the fans didn't see it coming. Okay. They're going one way, and the fans did not see what happens. So the fans can't. Line. So like, you don't want like, say, an angle, like, um, like Sammy Callahan. We all knew he would turn, exactly. So that even wouldn't... even Edge at the Royal Rumble, we knew it was gonna happen. You know, we didn't. So like, with when Christian turned on Edge in Toronto, because yeah. we they were teasing the turn. Exactly. So like, for instance. Mr. Wonderful turning on Hogan wouldn't be on your list no. because we saw. Okay. Exactly. Let me take that off my honorable mentions. So my number seven, we're going to Armageddon of 1999. Yep. And it's uh, Stephanie McMahon joining up with her on-screen husband, Triple H. I'm okay with that. Um, I don't think, I, I know in 99, like I was just a kid. I didn't, I didn't see this coming, man. Uh, you know, you know, they're doing this great story of evil Triple H and he, and he's facing off his, uh, uh, the, "Quote unquote father-in-law of the woman he drugged and married." Yeah, you know, and the if if Vince wins, the 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 marriage is annulled, and Steph turns on Vince and hands over the sledgehammer, and you know it it is what it is, and it turns into one of the biggest stories in history, the the, the McMahon Helmsley era, uh-huh. which is you know a precursor to every shitty authority figure angle to follow. But this was the good one, <laughs> you know. We've we've had two, we've had like what two or thought? three, we have two two or three really good authority angles. Um, you know, I thought Bischoff did a great job. Uh, uh, McMahon's initial run was great. I liked the 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 Helmsy, the original McMahon Helmsy era. Yeah. You weren't a fan. Uh, I don't think it holds up. Okay. Um, number four. Number four already. Uh, sorry, number six. Ooh, number six. I answer this, yeah. Number six, um, nobody saw this coming, man. Marty Jannetty tries to jump out of a window, the cowardly bastard. Uh, I didn't know if you were going to put this on your list or not because I didn't know if it was predictable. No, I'll tell you right now, as a a nine-year-old kid, it wasn't. Um, I'll tell you why, to me, it wasn't. Because I think they oversold the fact that they were going to break up. They put they put magazines, rockers with the fucking you know rip through them and shit like that to the point where you didn't believe they were actually going to break up. You know what I mean? And then when they hugged on on stage, there it's like, yeah, of, of course, yeah, of course. To quote Bob, to quote Bobby Heenan, one's no good without the other. You know, oh, I knew he was going to do that. And then the <laughs> so. you could hear the audience. The shock, the awe in the audience when that kick hits, and especially when he throws him through the window. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't think it was pretty well. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I I it's tough to gauge that one because I was eight. Like I didn't yeah. see it coming when I was eight. Exactly. But like if you go back and look at the angles leading up to it, like you could see it coming. I guess. But I mean, that's just us being older watching it. But yeah. I I mean eight year old me, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And, and in an era with no internet. No dirt sheets, nothing 100%. like that. I don't think the crowd was smart to it. No, hundred percent. I'm with you. My number five, uh, something we've talked about very fondly on the show before, and it's all about having a plan B. I'm cool with this here. Seth Rollins turning on the Shield. Yeah, to me, I think very, everyone thought that Ambrose was going to be Dean. Yeah. Of course, it was going to be Dean. Uh, if, you know, I don't think I, I think everybody assumed every stable eventually breaks up. Every team eventually breaks up. It's just how are you going to do it and who's going to turn heel? I don't think there was ever a question it was going to be Dean Ambrose. Yeah. So when it was when it was Seth, man, it turned some heads. And it, and, it, and it 
skyrocketed Seth Rollins' career. No, I'm with you on that. I, I'm down with that. I like it. Um, now my number four. Um, <laughs> we're, we're finally there. No pressure. It better be good because you'd said it twice. True enough. Uh, let's just say the name in the contract is McMahon. But it's wow. not Vince McMahon. This is a good one. I didn't think about this one. Thanks, Swerve, man. 100%. The news all day. Even if, you know, you weren't on the internet. Because in, 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 what was it, 2001? Yeah. Yeah, in 2001, not everybody had the internet. Not everybody was on and, you know, part of the IWC. So you may not have even heard. But if you did hear, if you were part of the news, you're watching news all day long, you knew the WWF purchased WCW. You do. The Vince McMahon now owns his competition. Now he comes on TV and spends an entire 90 minutes talking about how he owns his competition. The last thing you expect is for shame, for, is for them to turn something very real into an angle. And then Shane McMahon comes out on and Nitro. says... On Nitro. On Nitro, mind you. And then Shane McMahon comes out and says, the name on the contract is McMahon, but it's not Vince McMahon. Fucking love, to this day, honestly, if you show. told me this was your number one, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, uh, my my number four, my my four, three, two, one are very interchangeable. So yeah. far, this is my number one, and I forgot all about it. <laughs> That's kind of funny to me. Um, my number three is one of my favorite moments in wrestling history. This was originally my number one. Um, this is originally my number one, but uh, it just kind of got pushed down. Um, mainly because it made me want to purchase a salmon colored jacket. Absolutely. <laughs> Mark Henry's retirement speech is one of the greatest moments in raw history of the last 20 years. I truly believe that. He he got everybody. I, I would put the Vince and Shane angle over this one, I think. Sure. But yeah, this was like if you told me I don't think number two. Like my, I don't think you're gonna like my number one and my two. I usually uh, don't. I <laughs> I think maybe my four and three you would think are my my one and two. And I, yeah, like if you told me these were your one and two, yeah. I'd be I'd be like, that's fucking great job, Mike. Like but hey, I don't know what you're hiding in there. This reinvented Mark Henry, did it not? Like it, it I think it, he, he was yeah. starting to flounder. He was starting well, he, to because he'd already you know? finished his great Hall of Pain run. And yeah, then, yeah, he was doing tag teams with like MVP and yeah. like. So you could believe that he'd be retiring. Well, like he, he, he did everything. He'd been there for years. Well, but, he did like fifty different gimmicks. And when like Mark Henry, he's a guy that's known for wearing his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And fuck, did he ever work all of us? Uh huh. One of, the, one, of the, one of the best work shoots. I don't even know if that it's not even a work shoot. It's an angle, but it felt like a work shoot. You know what I mean? It really did. My number two. Um, not only did they work us, they worked the boys, they worked the crew, they worked everybody. Everybody got work. I think there was four people in the building that knew this was going to happen, and that's Eric Bischoff coming out as the as the raw general manager. This doesn't even make my list. Why not? Because it wasn't a swerve. It was a debut. No, but it was. It, it was, was the swerve? It was, the swerve is, um, we're, we're going to be making a fucking general manager. You're assuming it's going to be fucking William Regal or fucking something like that. And we're giving you the man that Vince McMahon has fucking threatened to murder several times. We're, be, we're, we're, we're giving you the man who has attempted to put this business out of business. Wow. No, come on, man. This isn't a swear. Listen, if you don't want it, my number two, that's fine. But you can't, you can't take it it's off. It's not even an honorable mention that's for me. It's not a swerve to me. This isn't a swerve. That's it was insane. a shocking debut. It's a shocking moment. But they didn't swerve me. They didn't promise me something and give me something different. They promised me a GM, and they gave me a very shocking GM. But I got. I, mean, they I, didn't. I don't know, man. They, like the fact that they, they even worked the boys, they worked everybody. Um. I, I can't agree with you on that one. Brings me to my number one, which I think was, it, it would be obvious. Um, I have no idea. Because it's one, one of the, is. to me, it's one of the biggest heel turns in history and one of the biggest swerves in history. And that's the third man. Yeah. Hulk Hogan coming as the third man. Once he Nobody came, saw that coming. Bobby Heenan did. So <laughs> only Bobby only for 20 years. Only Bobby. So how big of a swerve could it be if Bobby saw it coming for 30 years? Because like, Bobby... Bobby's the brain. He's smarter than all of us. That's fair. You know, Bobby's 10, 15 steps ahead of us all. Uh, You know, that doesn't count. (laughs) Um, This is one of the biggest, is this not still 25 years later, one of the biggest moments in in wrestling history? 100% of this. And 
nobody saw it coming. Like, like in 1996, I didn't have Hulk Hogan turning heel on my bingo card. No. Smart, smart timing to do it, though. 100%. What do you got? I have... I have a couple honorable mentions. But I, you, have seven. Sure have... I have a top seven in no particular order and not one of them match yours. That's so funny, dude. Uh, actually, sorry, one dude, Mark Henry. Mark Henry is on mine as well. Okay. All right. Here's here's in no particular order, just seven that I think. Uh, and, and you know what? I'll say seven, but really it should be six because I think Vincent Shane should be on there. Okay. Um, Shane Douglas swerving the NWA and forming ECW. Because we're a swerve? Yeah, because yeah. the the whole concept was it was a tournament for the yeah. NWA World yeah. Title. Yeah, and Shane's cut this amazing promo. You know, this is and, for my and, dad. And they can kiss this my is for Steamboat, yeah. and they can all kiss my ass. And it was the birth of Extreme Championship Wrestling. I didn't even consider this, but uh, in hindsight, it, it should be on my list. Huge swerve, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I would probably bump this one off for the Vincent Shane one, but uh, Triple H turning on Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. I gave it consideration. It's all my honorable mention. It, it, it would get bumped to an honorable mention for me. One that I know that you probably don't think highly of, but I do. CM Punk winning, winning the ROH world title and starting the summer of Punk. Yeah, it, it didn't. I never considered it as a, as a, one of the greatest swerves. It's, it's a great angle. It's a great moment. It's a great, but it didn't make my consideration for this list. I think it's one of the best swerves ever because we just thought, okay, Punk is going to WWE. Yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. face Austin Aries. Yeah. He's going to lose. We're going to give him a beautiful send off, and the motherfucker won the world title and turned heel and cut this amazing promo of him being a snake. Nobody saw I guess that coming. I, I guess because I wasn't, tr- I wasn't trying to think of backstage politics and stuff. Like, like but that was that, an but, angle, though. Yeah, it was. this was all an angle. Yeah. It worked us. Yeah, yeah. No, and you, I just you, think it was you, amazing. You've got a big point there. Yep. How about twin referees? Holy shit, that's great. Never even thought of that, dude. Love that. Love that. I went back and forth on this one, and and it may not have made my final cut, but uh, Bret Hart wearing a steel plate in Toronto with Bill Goldberg. Not a swerve. A great... No, it's not a swerve. It's just a really cool moment. How about... Listen, uh, listen. You give me... If if I'm putting a top seven uh, favorite moments of Nitro or Thunder, whatever the fuck that was on... Um, a, it's on my list. All right, how about but, uh, how about Tommaso Ciampa turning on Johnny Gargano at the end of NXT? It's an honorable mention. So since I'm bumping the Brett one, let's go with Barry Windham joining the Four Horsemen. Honorable mention. Oh, it's such a great angle. I've got a bunch more honorable mentions, but what do you? Got? I, I got I got a couple. Obviously, honorable mentions. So wait, is there anything that I mentioned there though in my seven that you would switch out now? I don't know what I would, I would have to do some work to see what I would take off to put them on but um what was the very first thing is that you talked about shane douglas yeah that i would consider that on and i would highly consider the twin referees i really would uh fuck i can't even believe i didn't think of that it's such a great moment um i've got uh i, I know you wouldn't consider this but i gotta bring it up uh rock turns heel at summer 98 uh joins the corporation survivor series yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Survivor Series '98 uh, with the whole mock. Yeah, uh, that's uh, great. Uh, on the mention, I, I put that on our mention. Um, I've got Stone Cold turns heel at WrestleMania 17. Yeah, I just. But it it was a swerve. Yeah, but it wasn't. A but it, it would have never made the list. Um, <laughs> say what you want about the angle, it's still a swerve. Vince McMahon was the higher power. I thought about putting that as I'll mention just so I go. It was me all instead. One of the most infamous moments in wrestling history. Say you want want about it, but it's still a fucking swerve because this they were expecting one man to be a champion at the end of the show, not this man. David Arquette wins the WCW championship. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's got to be talked about, man. Uh, I got a few. How about uh, let's go down a Triple H rabbit hole? How about Triple H turning on Seth Rollins, uh, helping Kevin Owens win the belt? That uh, that that was in my considerations. I didn't write it down from on one. Uh, yeah, Triple H turning on HBK when they did that DX reunion, leading to Sean's comeback match. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get ready like to it. suck it. Boom. Yeah. Wouldn't have been a a, a list, but I like it. Daniel Bryan turning heel. Yeah, with uh, his nature person going going to the oh yeah yeah i was thinking when, no. he, turned, when he turned heel on uh aj styles and won the world title the, the, going from yes to no was that's no. a good one too yeah um nikita koloff turning face and joining dusty Rhodes to line against the after magnum's accident 
Was it a swerve or was that just a face turn? Oh, because people didn't know if he was going to do it or not. That yeah. was the angle. Yeah. He's Dusty called for Magnum's biggest enemy to become his ally. Yeah. They were in the cage and Nikita stood there. Dusty was getting beat down. What's he going to do? Yeah, he helped them. Uh, would, you, would you consider um, either Triple H turning on Randy or, or, or Batista turning on Triple H? Batista, no. We all knew it was going to come. Yeah. Triple H is listworthy, though, I think. Triple H and Randy. Yeah. Uh, how about Macho Man reuniting with Elizabeth at WrestleMania 7? Yeah, okay. Uh, not the best one. Wouldn't make a list, but Hogan winning the world title at WrestleMania 9. Big swerve there. <laughs> That might be if you're talking about biggest swerves, that might be number nine. If you're talking about most infamous swerves, that might be number one. Fuck. Uh, Seth Rollins cashing in money in the bank at WrestleMania. No one saw uh, that coming. That's actually, I that was one of the ones I forgot to say aloud, but yes, I put that, I wrote that down. Steve Austin winning the 1997 Royal Rumble, that angle where he was eliminated, where, came back in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't consider that to be a swerve, but you're right. I love when you say that. Oh, fuck. I hate that. That's all I got. I know I'm missing some. You got some good ones. Give me a second here. I got, I got to, I got to decide what. uh, I think. I think stuff joining upper triple H has to come off for me. I think so. And, uh, and gets replaced with, um, um, Shane Douglas. Yeah. I hate this so much, but I guess that means the rockers come off for the twin referees. I don't know. I'd also put the punk title. Oh, I, I think the twin referees don't make it. The rockers have to stay. I love that angle. I, I would put, uh, I, I, think, I think the punk swerve would be my number three in all honesty. Wow. Man, he was getting the send off. So the make your list like um, uh, Seth running on the shield doesn't make your list. Uh, I might think about putting that one on. Um, my number one, my number two, don't even come close to making your list for some reason. Uh, Steph joining Triple H, no, not, not even a consideration. No, I've been on a mention. Uh, Shane Mind WCW said you would, I would put that on my list. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. And we both got Mark Henry, yes. And uh, yeah, yeah, like your list was where, good. where do you place Mark Henry? Top three, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say I put him three, punk two, and uh, maybe Shane Vince number one. Just because it was such a strong angle. It was. It was really like that's what I think. That's part of my criteria is how strong the angle is as well. Not just the swerve, but like fuck that. I want to watch more now. I also really liked when Punk turned heel against the rock at that raw. Oh yeah, yeah. That I didn't see that coming. That actually legitimately was like holy fuck moment for me. I thought that was really good as well. All right. Well, that's all I got. I got nothing. Good. I don't (laughs) want nothing. It's late. You gotta get home. I'm so tired. We have things to do. Uh, thank you again uh, for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week. I don't know what your list is, but uh, better be good. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to let you know before five <laughs> hours gets long as we the show. Hey, fuck you, mate. <laughs> you spit two kids out your cock and uh, and and see see where you are. I spit more than two out on a daily basis, buddy. <laughs> good lord, that's a shoot, brother. That's a shoot, brother. Literally. And on behalf of all of uh, fucking. TCO's unborn children. I am pretty crabby. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> had a button. Living in a tissue. <laughs> uh, we have been, and on behalf of uh, our guest today, Sammy Callahan, thank you to Ross Foreman. Thank you to Sammy Callahan. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We've been counted out. And it's a sock. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>